I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse, and you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. You are creating your own brand and, and creating your own content, or if you're hiring a photographer, to definitely get some of these like branded stock flat laid type of photos. So I'm going to walk you through how you can do it yourself. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 132. If you're enjoying our podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, Jesse's going to share her tips to nail the perfect flat lay. So I'm going to kind of take a backseat on this. And I'm very excited, even though I've seen her in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, with and I love watching you put together a flat line. May I just say it's like such a science, like a, an instance that there's like a science and an art about it. It's it's just stunning. Mm. Uh, and you've nailed some amazing flat lays for me in the past. Uh, so I'm going to just like sit back and listen in. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. But first off, what are you drinking today, Jesse? So I'm actually drinking some Trulies, which goes against our whole White Claw movement that George and I. I'm typically... my goodness. Yeah. So I had one earlier. The White this... Claw people know. Jeez, that you're skating on them. I know, pretty much. Um, I had one earlier this year. We went golfing with our neighbors, and she was like, "Oh, do you want one of our Trulies?" And I was like, "Sure." And so we went, and I, and I had it, and it was actually really good. And I was like, okay, mm. I think I might have to convert to truly. So, um, yeah, there's like this blueberry raz flavor, which is like, Ooh. or blue raz. I don't know exactly. It's fantastic. That does sound fantastic to me. Yeah. Well, and you I'm like actually the seltzer, not... so you. Would oh, I do. No, I do. That's that. It was like thrilling when the hard seltzer started coming out because, like, I really do. You know, I don't like. Well, there's certain beers that I like. Like, I do like a pumpkin beer, especially like the Sugar Rim. And there's the Framboise, which is like the raspberry, like really sweet. I don't know if you've ever had that one, Mm-mm. that beer. Oh, that is, it has like a champagne finish to it. It's really good. So there's like a, there's a couple of beers that I will drink. Um, but I'm more of like a champagne Prosecco kind of person. But of course, I don't exactly have a champagne budget. Um, which is why the Prosecco comes into play. Yes. But yes. The, uh, the seltzers, those, those have been, those have been really good. I will have to, I haven't tried truly. Yes. Yeah. I always had like the white claw when I've had it. Yeah. So that will have to be on my list. Well, for me, I'm actually not having anything to drink. I am enjoying the, I should say, and I'm not changing the title of this podcast, by the way. Um, have you, do you ever go to Target and try their like specialty foods? Mm-mm. Okay. They like they're trying to I think they're I feel like they're trying to be like Trader Joe's in like the you know the the seasonable foods or whatever. I read about the honey honey donut or the gla- glazed donut almonds from Target. It's like the good and gather. Mm. So I so I bought a couple bags cuz I just was like I'm going to like these. I'm go- I'm definitely going to like these. I bought a couple bags the other day at Target because I was like, well, I heard about these and I'm going to try them. And I just opened the bag and oh my gosh, I don't need to have a glazed donut ever again in my life because they are they taste exactly like a glazed donut, only they're healthier for you. And I don't know. 
I'm going to have to get them for George. I'll have to see if I can find so it's them. Good, as I said, it's good and gather. You can even yeah. like if you have the Target app or you go online on Target.com and like look up good and gather glazed um, uh, glazed donut almonds. You can like see what stores have them in stock. Yeah, too. I'll have to find so, it because he loves donuts and he likes almonds. I mean, I do as well, but I'm not like as into it as he as is. Into, so. Yeah, Alex isn't really an almonds person. He's more like into cashews and stuff um, and pistachios and everything like that. But I'm like, oh god, yeah. they're so good. That sounds really so good. good. Okay, all right. Well, now as I said, Jesse's going to give her, us her tips for the perfect flat lay. But first off, Jesse. What a flat what is a flat lay? Why should people consider them as part of their content creation strategy and how can they be used? So I have to say that I feel like when I first started dabbling in brand photography back in 2018, flat lays were like all the rage. And people like you would see a lot of flat lays on social media, you would see flat lays being used all over, tons of them. And they're still very important. They're still very relevant. I would just almost say like the word flat lay almost feels like a little dated to me, but there's no other word for it. So we're just going to keep using it. Maybe like overplayed a little bit. I don't know. Anyways, I wanted to just point that out that, um, you know, there are a ton of flat lay stock photos out there nowadays. There's tons of... um, you know, a lot of brand photographers are using them. I create them for my clients. I call it branded stock. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to like throw that out there. I don't know why. But anyways, what it typically is, if someone is like listening in and they're new to this whole like entrepreneurial world and creating content, it's a photo that's really taken from an overhead or mostly overhead perspective. It's flat. It's laying flat. And I think at one point it might have even been a lay flat photography. Like there was like flat lay and lay flat. It was kind of like interchangeable, but, um, and it's part of, um, you know, it's, it's a way, it's a storytelling way or way to tell a story in, in a form that's not of a particular person. So the primary uses that I see it are product photography and then, you know, these like branded stock, what I like to say. So product photography, it's very obvious. You can put it on a white background and have it be for e-commerce. You can put it on a fun background, maybe something more like a tabletop, something that looks like a butcher block and style it with props that are visual cues. I like to think of like a beauty product, right? That's maybe made of all these organic ingredients, you know, maybe fruits and, you know, extracts and uses different yeah. herbs and things. And you can style all of that to say, hey, this is a product and this is what's in it. So some sort of visual cues. And then there's branded stock flat lays. And again, I'm using this term because I create these specifically for my clients that reflect their brand. So it's like either they're true props they use every day, or we make sure to gather props that reflect their brand's aesthetic. Um, And these can be used in a variety of ways. So you ask which, you know, how can they be used? Obviously, the first and foremost is for your website, those images that you don't need of yourself specifically. Sometimes these are like section header like breaks. So if you're scrolling through a website and you see like a natural break in the website, it might be of a flat lay. Um, a good example, a client that's a good example of using branded stock um, is big picture copywriting. Mm. Um, so bigpicturecopywriting.com, pennyleadership.com. 
there's a few others we can link up into the show notes of good examples. But a yeah. few other ways that you can use these as part of your content strategy are Pinterest pins. These are fantastic to kind of put as the base of your Pinterest pin, maybe put an overlay on it to make it not as like stark. So you can then put text on top of that. They can be backgrounds on email newsletters. Again, I know big picture branding yeah. uses some of those mm-hmm. um, social media posts. Obviously, when you aren't wanting to put a picture of yourself and maybe you can use it exactly as a flat light, or again, you can add text overlay to it. Um, your, your opt-ins, again, a lot of these can start to create that brand recognition when you use similar photos or photos of the same aesthetic over and over again in multiple outlets. That's how you start to get that brand, uh, that brand recognition. So flat lays are very mm-hmm. versatile. They can be used all over your brand. And one thing I actually just recalled is a lot of, um, even wedding photographers can use flat lays to showcase some of their ability to shoot those like detail shots. Invitations, you know. The invitations, I, the flowers, yeah. the, all the things. The so, shoes, the jewelry, and all that kind of stuff. You've done a lot of flat lays for me when it comes to, like, my must-have travel um, accessories. and Yeah, so your blog um, posts. That's one thing I didn't mention, yeah. but blog posts. And like, especially with somebody like me who has affiliate links, you know, I can take those, I don't know um, how much you know about like, like to know it, reward style mm-hmm. and everything like that. Like, you know, a lot of times if I'm just shot, if I'm putting up like random pieces, I will grab screenshots of those and put them on a Canva document and just like, then I'll hyperlink them. But when I actually, <laughs> when I actually get my act together and have you shoot things that I actually have in my my possession, I can just take those those pieces, those pictures that you've done, the flat lays, and actually hyperlink those as well so that people can shop right from those. Um, and again, as I said, I've done, you know, um, my must-have travel st- um, travel accessories, products, favorite beauty products. Um, but then I've done like personal things like um you did a really beautiful flat lay of a lot of the travel pictures that my were my of my mom um, that she had taken years ago when during her travels, and then like some of more current ones of me, and then like some you know foreign currency and my passport and a couple of travel guide books and stuff like that. And I use that for a whole bunch of things just because my blog is so focused on travel and it just works for so many different things. Um, Email, yeah, emails, Pinterest, blog posts, yeah, et cetera. They're they're fantastic. I I'm kind of upset. I know you're saying, yeah. you know, they've they've kind of gone by the wayside in some ways, but I'm I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. Especially the ones you shoot. And I do think people now are sometimes using these blocks of space on their website that are these breaker images for for video content and like the same with reels. Video is very big. So it has shifted a little bit, but I definitely think if you are creating your own brand and and creating your own content or if you're hiring a photographer to definitely get some of these like branded stock flat laid type of photos. So I'm going to walk you through how you can do it yourself. Even this is based on just using your phone. But I do have a blog post we're going to link up that is based on shooting with a DLSR and sort of walks high level through my settings that shows you how I set up my camera, things like that. So, um, and 
you don't necessarily need all of these things, but if you're really trying to create like a very specific vision or have very specific props that you want to create a flat lay with, this is, this is what you want to follow. So I'm going to start off with what you will need at a minimum. You're going to want a tripod. Um, or if you're just using your phone, that's fine. You don't need the tripod, but you, if you are using your camera, you're definitely going to want a tripod. And then you want two foam core boards. These, I always like to have a few different sizes. You can get them, um, you know, at any like local craft store, but I like to have like at least 24 by 36, if not bigger. Um, and it's like kind of a pain to lug around, but I like to have multiple sizes and you want at least two of the same size. So what you're going to do is use one as like your background and the other one is going to like reflect light back into it. Don't always need it, but sometimes depending on how the light is in your house, you're going to get a little bit harder shadows where this might soften the light a little bit, unless you want the harder shadows. You will need your phone or your camera, then you're going to need your props and then any available window light. I will say that depending on the look that you're going for, you are, you may want to have like that soft light. I typically like indirect soft light. So that means like looking, when you're looking at your floors, you're not seeing like those hot spots that it created from the window light coming in. So after you've done that, you want to actually find that location in your home. Make sure you have room to spread out. You're going to lay down your foam core. I know this sounds like super simple, but you're going to lay down your foam core. And then on the opposite side of it, on the opposite window side, you want to sort of prop up perpendicular to that, your other piece of foam core. What this is going to do is reflect the light back in to help soften those shadows. Again, if you want shadows, find hard light and you don't need the reflector. And then what you're going to do is you're just going to like start playing with your props. Um, so I always like to say play with the rule of thirds. There's a lot of information out there. If you just Google rule of thirds photography flatly, you'll find a ton of stuff on there. I don't necessarily need to repeat it here, but ultimately think about it as building triangles with your props. So instead of laying it out like, you know, on a sort of orthogonal grid, think about like laying things out that create triangle points. Sometimes working in odd numbers is best for this. So like, let's say you have like products that you're shooting um, and there's, you know, 10 different types of products. You may want to actually create a few different flat lays that use odd numbers because for whatever reason, it makes it easier to style. Could go back to that whole triangle thing. You know, it's of three. So think about odd numbers. Um, if you are using your phone or your camera, one thing I like to do is turn on the grid feature because that will help you with the rule of thirds, composing it, you know, on either side of your landscape orientation, not necessarily in the center. You don't want it necessarily in the middle. You want it on the upper third or the lower third. So that grid will help you line up your item to make it within that rule of thirds as well. Um, and then if you're using your camera, the tripod comes into play. And I talk about this on my blog post that we will link up. It will help you when you're trying to get a lot of light into your camera without a high ISO. So you can drop your shutter speed and it being on the tripod, you're not going to get motion blur because it's going to stay still and you can keep your ISO low. And this is getting very technical. So, so those of you that are listening in and you're like already lost, that's okay. Just go to the blog post. And it's going to ensure that you maintain quality in your image. There's a balance in your settings when it comes to photography where 
you have a high ISO, you're jeopardizing quality, but you may need a high ISO so that you can have a high shutter speed. It gets technical. I'm not going to go into detail, but that's where the tripod will come into, um, into play. Now, I know people get really stuck at the step of where it's like, lay the props down. You're probably like, okay, Jesse, that really doesn't mean a lot. What do I, how do I make it look good? So the easiest thing I can say is practice makes perfect and it will take time to figure it out. I don't think I've ever laid a flat lay down and had it like be perfect the first time. I'm usually stepping back, taking a look. And if something isn't right, I will move it around. Now, it actually does surprise me when I see you put them together. It's because you you do them so well, like to see how much time it takes you to get it done. It looks yeah. perfect in the end, but I'm just like, wow, she really that's every little detail is considered. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, after like I definitely can do them quicker now because I kind of understand how it all ties together. But what I think I always tried to do at first was make sure everything was like in the shot. And sometimes you can like have things cut off. That's okay. Um, And then one thing I also learned early on is that you can use textures and layers. And we've done this a lot with your flat lays where one of them was the travel inspired one where he had like the, the old, um, the old time looking map. And then maybe we had like, I can't remember exactly what was in it. But if you think about things, layering things, we've got the map and then we might have a notebook. And on top of the notebook, we might have put a piece of jewelry. So thinking about layering things and also grouping things. So if you have a bunch of like bigger things with little things, for example, that jewelry with like maybe, um, you know, a travel itinerary or a planner, think about can you maybe put the jewelry on the planner? Can you put the jewelry in a dish? Sort of grouping the smaller things with the bigger things will help anchor that particular item. Then again, like making sure that that anchored item is anchored with another sort of grouping or product or item, creating that triangle. So that's one thing I had to learn is like, oh, I can use, I can use even, even like a simple piece of paper can be used to like group things. So like it could be a color paper on top of a different color paper, on top of a different planner, on top of a post-it note. All of those things can start to create those grouping and layers. Now, one thing I will say, and I can't credit myself on this one, my good friend, Carolina Marl's photography, maybe we can link her up in the show notes. She is a wedding photographer, great friend, fantastic. She's extremely talented. And when I would shoot alongside her and we were doing detail shots, sometimes she would just like drop, drop the shoes and like, however they landed, that's how she photographed it. And it seems to work like magic. And so sometimes if you just start, if if you can drop it, if it's not breakable, just sort of like hold it over the flat drop it and see how it works. Because it sounds like chaos. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Um, and so letting natural things, and this can work especially well with like, if you're, if you are, I'm just going back to the wedding photographer. If you like dealing with like ribbon, sometimes like trying to get the ribbon perfectly right, like maybe just letting it fall or a handkerchief or like the shoes, or maybe it's, you know, extra flowers or florals that you have and you're trying to style right now doesn't always work. If you're going for a very like organized type of flat lay, like very like line centric, it's not going to work. So the other and last thing I want to talk about is 
in keeping in mind how you're going to use these images, because if you're cropping them square for Instagram, you want to make sure whatever content that you have is going to be a little bit more in the center. This kind of goes away against the rule of thirds, but making sure or making sure it's somewhere in the photo that you can crop it square. If it's a banner image, because cameras typically don't shoot 16 by nine, you need to make sure you have the right cropping space for that. That's where sometimes shooting tethered or um, having like an actual camera with like certain settings available or where you can like quickly like do a crop in your camera, make sure it's like good. That can be useful. So again, my blog post goes into a lot of this detail and if you're still lost, head to the blog post. But I think that's going to give you some really good starting points. And again, if you were just starting your business and you're trying to create your own personalized content and you don't have a budget to hire a brand photographer, this is one simple way for you to get started. Sounds simple to me. Not really. Again, (laughs) I will just hire you. Um, So... I guess my question would be, where do you, like, so how how often are people using you to take flat lays these days? Like, how many times do you have people well, come to you and say, I want, I want a flat lay of this or that? Or how many times, I should say, do you suggest to people, too? Those are really great questions because I'm not a specific, like, product photographer. People mm-hmm. don't naturally come to me when they're thinking of their brand photo shoot and say, oh, I need some flat lays. Very rarely do people actually realize how helpful they can be. Mm-hmm. With the exception that they're working with a brand, like a website designer, and the website designer specifically says, hey, we're going to need some of these shots that aren't of your yeah. face. Because I think when people go into you know, planning or looking to hire a brand photographer, they don't think about those types of shots automatically, they think, oh, I need to pick all the pictures need to be of me. And in some cases, that's like the priority. And that's fine. Like if they're just shooting for social, but if they're really thinking comprehensively about their brand, Mm -hmm. I typically the way I typically shoot is, hey, we should get some of this branded stock. Now, some of my clients will be a little bit heavier on the branded stock than others. But I would say throughout the shoot, you're going to at least get a, you know, a couple shots that are overhead shots. Maybe it's like, maybe even not even that big of a style, like styling effort. It's just overhead shot of them working or while they're changing, I'll get like an overhead shot of their desk setup or of the shelves. So I would say nobody actually specifically comes to me unless it's product photography and says, I want flatways. It's always built Mm -hmm. into their brand photography session. My other question would be, do you feel, and and I will just tell you right off the bat that I feel this way. Do you feel like flat lays are more versatile than a lot of other types of photography? Because, And I'll, tell, I'll explain what I mean by that in that I will use a flat lay, specific, you know, if it's, it's more general, like as I said, the, the travel one. I will use that over and over and over again for all different kinds of things that just that relates to that specific flat lay. Like there's so many pictures that I'll use only like the one time on my blog, but there are flat lays that I will use over and over again in the different ways, like what you mentioned, Pinterest pins. And, you know, um, there's one flat lay that I like to use for a lot of my email banners and like I'll put text over and everything. Do you feel like they're they can be a little bit more of a versatile piece of content in the end? Or 
am I doing something wrong? <laughs> no, I think, no, I think you're, I think you're using it exactly how you feel is, is like works for you. So I would say it all depends too on where your content outlets are because mm-hmm. like you do use Instagram, you do use email yeah. newsletters, you do use your blog. If you are a service-based entrepreneur that doesn't blog, like you might only have it used on your website. So I think it just depends on what your content needs are. And that's why, you know, we've talked a lot about on the show when it comes to photographic content, knowing your needs will help inform what types of shots we we can get. Now, as a blogger specifically, because you are, I would say your content is just always growing and you're adding content, creating content you might actually have very specific flat lay needs on a regular basis, right? So you might be working on, you know, oh, my, you know, for summer, my must go to skincare products for summer. And you may want a flat lay of all your favorite skincare products because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be I think you've done that actually. Yeah. So I think it just depends too what kind of content creator you are. Bloggers, I think, can benefit from very specific flat lays. Whereas like, brands like big picture branding, we kind of just create a handful of a good library that she can alternate with. But again, using those images over and over again, does create that brand recognition in some way. And if somebody was to come come to you and say, Jesse, how do I how do I get started when it comes to flat lays? Like what what would be your first piece of advice? Just do Keep it. it simple. Keep it simple. Use natural light in your phone and a couple of props. You know, pick pick the best. Usually, things that are flat. As weird as it sounds, I'm looking around my desk right now. No, I totally no. You're totally like, right because so I like, tried to like put things laptop, down. And... A laptop actually, like an open laptop on a flat lay, can actually be really hard to capture yes. like, the screen. So, like, if you're going to use your laptop open. Focus just like a little bit on like the keyboard and then maybe it's your phone and then maybe one other item again, thinking in items of three. So it could be like, and I think I've, I think I recently did this. We had, um, we had a phone, some, um, as weird as it sounds, some like rolled up, like folded receipts because she was a bookkeeper and she wanted oh. to finally have like recording your expenses. And then we had like a notebook. And so three items and that's all we needed. And it was actually not even on a phone floor. It was just on like the floor, I think. And so, and on the phone, we just had a calculator app up. So keep it super, super simple. Keep things in like threes and you'll be all set. Awesome. I mean, sounds easy to me, but of course, as I, you know, as I've said before, Jesse has a great um, blog with lots of resources. We are going to link up to that blog post about how to shoot your own flat lays as well as props and her branded stock images blog post. And I'll link up a couple of the blog posts that I've used flat lays in so people can check it out. And also, um, Car- you said Carolina Marls? Yes, Carolina Marls Photography. All right, I'll link that up too so people can go check out the show notes. And uh, please do that. Check those out and see what you can do to figure out how to shoot your own flat lays. However, if in your, you are in the Boston area, Massachusetts area, I would highly suggest uh, going to Jesse for your all of your photography needs, just like I do. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. You can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. And you can email us, Cocktails and Content Creation at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. And make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.